You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Why, hello there, and welcome to episode one of your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie, and today we're going to talk about five important questions to ask to decide if you are ready for a dog. So this is going to be the first part of a two-part series because episode two is going to be all about which dog is right for me. So we're going to talk about what type of dog between size and temperament, things like that. But that's for episode two. Today, I want to ask you these five questions, which are, do I have enough time for a dog? Can I afford a dog? Does my living situation allow for a dog? How will I care for a dog when I travel? And will a dog fit into my life now and in the future? So these are the top five questions that I have chosen. I could probably think of 20 more right off the top of my head that you should be asking yourself. But I chose these five because they are directly related to the top reasons why dogs end up in shelters. Because I don't think anybody goes and adopts a dog and says, eh, if it doesn't work out, we'll just throw them in a shelter. Nobody thinks that, but unfortunately, it does happen. And I believe it's happening because we have a tendency to kind of get wrapped up in in the puppy images and the dog images of him curled up on our feet and going for nice leisurely walks, maybe playing with the kids in the backyard. And we end up underestimating the responsibilities and the time and the work it takes to get those images, to get a good, well-behaved dog. So that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here to give you a little tough love. I'm not here to pop your puppy bubble, bubble, but I do want to make sure that you're asking yourself the tough questions because when we go looking in the shelter, when we go looking online or even visit a breeder, these tough questions kind of get pushed to the back of our mind the second we see those big, beautiful puppy dog eyes. I also have a little bonus tool for you that you're going to be able to find in the show notes. It's a workbook to help you work through each of these questions with you, you know, for you and your family. But I'm going to tell you more about that at the end. It'll be a little more clear when we get there. So let's get started with question one. Do I have enough time for a dog? So there's a couple parts to this question. There's a short term and long term. So the short term is right when you bring your puppy home or an adult dog home because they're, they're going to need extra supervision, extra time. They're adjusting to a new environment. You know, puppies have a lot of puppy energy and they're you have potty training going on. And then even an adult dog is going to need some extra love and attention right away because even though maybe he doesn't have the same energy as a puppy or you're not house training him, he still needs adjustment. He still needs to learn how to live in your house and you need to get to know him just like you would need to get to know a puppy. 
So if you work full time, I always recommend making sure that you can take some time off right when you bring your new dog home. And then, especially if you do work full time, you can slowly work him into being left alone and making sure that it isn't a shock that one day you're just gone for the whole day. Then once this initial period is over, you also have to think long term because your dog is going to need walks, attention, love, training every day without fail. So you have to make sure that not only do you have the time now, but you're going to have the time for the long term, okay? Because remember, especially if you're getting a puppy, this is at least a 15-year commitment, which is something to keep in mind throughout all these questions that we're asking today. Let's move on to question two. Can I afford a dog? So the reality is a dog costs money and a puppy costs even more. So there's a lot of predictable expenses like vet bills, which is going to be your biggest expense overall. There's also supplies and toys and treats and food, beds, things like that. In my opinion, the biggest thing to be concerned about, because you have these predictable costs, you can work them into your budget, but there's a lot of unpredictable expenses that can come up. Again, the biggest one probably being if your dog has some kind of medical emergency, if he gets sick or gets hurt, especially if you end up having to bring her or him to the emergency vet. Now, I did look up what the average cost to own a dog a year is, and I came up with $1,250. That's what I found. But that seemed really low to me because that's about what it cost me for one emergency room visit for my dog. It was a Sunday morning, so my vet was closed, and she decided today was the day she's going to corner a cat and get jabbed right in the eye. So because my vet was closed, off to the emergency room we went, and it was a pretty big bill. So what I do now personally, is I actually work in emergency funds for my dogs within my own little emergency fund. Another thing to keep in mind is that your initial cost and your end costs are going to be a little higher. So initially, you're going to need a lot of supplies and a few more vet visits, you know, for vaccinations and just well visits. Maybe you're getting them spayed or neutered. And then at the end, once they reach seven years plus, their medical expenses also tend to be a little higher then too. So definitely you need to, you know, again, this is a 15-year commitment. You got to plan for the future as well. Okay, so we're almost halfway through. Question three. Does my living situation allow for a dog? So this one seems pretty obvious. Of course, this is going to apply more if you're living in an apartment or a condo, like a place that's going to have restrictions on what you can and can't do. Um, Even if they do allow dogs, a lot of times there's a size restriction or the number of dogs you're allowed to have. So this is just really simple. Just find out and please listen to whatever the rules are. I've seen it too many times. Somebody tries to get away with a bigger dog than they allow. They get caught and it's either move or bring the dog to the shelter. And I don't think anyone wants to be faced with that decision. Um, Another part of this question is to think about the actual space that you have. You know, if you're living in a little studio apartment, you may be a Great Dane or a Great Pyrenees isn't your best bet, but we're going to talk about that more in episode two, which dog is right for you. But it's something you can start thinking about now. So question four, 
How will I care for a dog when I travel? I could have really expanded this question uh, to be more general of how can I care for my dog well when I can't, because this can relate to vacations, to going out to dinner, to going to work, okay? And the reason why I want you to think about this beforehand so you can really take your time and find a place that you are super comfortable with and that your dog is going to be super comfortable with. You want your biggest worry when you leave is that your dog doesn't care that you're gone. The great news is that there is a lot of options out there nowadays. There's the traditional kennel. There's daycare centers that the dog plays with other dogs all day and then they sleep in their, you know, beds at night. There's luxury resorts popping up all over the place where your dog has their own suite, their own TV, bottled water. Sometimes these places are better than the place we're staying. You also have the pet sitter route where the dog stays in your home and so they're in their own environment which is really nice and the pet sitter comes to your home and walks your dog's dog a few times a day and maybe even stays in your house overnight so you really want you want to find a professional pet sitter for this because it does take a little bit of trust because they're in your home and another option that's becoming really popular lately is the pet sitters that take your dog into their own home. So that that's where I started. I take my clients' dogs. They sleep on my couch. They play in the backyard with my dogs. And we actually have a really good time. So finding the option that you're the most comfortable with, that your dog's gonna love, it's really important and it's really a relief when you do find that. And going back to question two, you know, this is another expense. Unless you have that friend or family member who is a dog person or maybe they have their own dog that'll take your dog you know whenever you need to maybe you take theirs it's you know an exchange which is fantastic which is wonderful that's your situation you are the envy of most dog owners but the rest of us have to find that place that we trust okay home stretch so this is the last question but it's also the most important and the hardest one to answer Will a dog fit into my life now and in the future? So the first part of that question, that's what you're answering when you're, when you're going through the first four questions. But will a dog fit into my future? Well, I've already mentioned a couple times that this is a big commitment, that this is 15 years out. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't even predict next week, never mind 15 years out, but this is where you, you got to really be honest with yourself. If there's any uncertainties, you got to take them into account. Maybe you're going to have to move. Maybe your job's going to change. Maybe there's going to be another addition to your family. These are things to keep in mind. Now, I'm not saying that if your life is going to change at all in the next 15 years, don't get a dog. I'm just saying that you have to be willing and able to work the dog into this big life change. A dog is going to add a whole nother dynamic. And I'm giving you a little bit tougher love here because this is the number one reason why dogs end up in shelters. People have to move and they can't take the dog with them. A baby comes into their family and they have to give up the dog. Now, I know I'm probably preaching to the choir right now because if you're taking the time to listen to this, if you're actually going through these questions, then you know that this isn't an impulse decision. And I am not trying to burst your puppy bubble. I'm just trying to make sure that you are prepared for what is actually to come. 
So those are the five questions that I have for you today. I also have an extra tool that I mentioned before. It's a workbook. And what it does is it's going to work walk you through each of these five questions and it gives you space to work through some challenges that you might have and then the solutions. And by the end of it, you should have a very clear picture of, yes, all right, we can do this. Let's go pick out our dog. Or maybe you're saying, well, maybe now's not the best time. Maybe we should visit this again in the future, which is super disappointing, but you should be really proud of yourself because it means that you're being honest. Or maybe you are so set on having a dog. Now you're going to realize, well, what things do we need to change before we bring this dog into our lives? Because you want to do what's best for you, your family, and this new little creature coming into your life. So if you are interested, the workbook you're going to be able to find right in the show notes. It's playtimepause.com forward slash episode one. So it's the number one. So playtimepause.com forward slash episode one. You can also just go to my website, which is playtimepause.com and click on podcast in the menu and just find episode one and the workbook is waiting right there for you. Also in that same place, you have an opportunity to leave a comment. Maybe there's a question that you think is super important that I didn't talk about here. Or maybe you just want to give us a little update in your journey. Let us know if you're going to get a dog or not. And and if you're ready, you can head on over to episode two where we're going to talk about which dog is right for you. So the dogs come in so many different sizes and shapes and temperaments and energy levels that with just a little bit of research, you're definitely going to be able to find a dog that's going to fit wonderfully into your life. Okay, so I'll see you guys soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to your new puppies podcast. Learn more about us at playtimepaws.com.